Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have our G1 recap, but that's not all. We have our SummerSlam predictions, the Dean Ambrose return, that and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. <laughs> now that was better than the first one. <laughs> Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast as always i am your host bill veggie aka smart spits <laughs> to my right not as always we're missing two beers act bowman tonight we have two oh i'm sorry no. we have jason cornelius bell what's going on jcp see what happens when you're not here zach shit's going south Man, we're not even two minutes muscle in muscle memory like i i just really wanted to go in that two beers act, right. but two beers not here tonight we have jcb Hashtag to my right heels all good baby uh while i'm thinking about quick Quick thought, um, RIP to Aretha Franklin. Queen of Soul passed away this afternoon. Arguably one of the best of all time. Great. Arguably? With, uh, you, you could, uh, there's always an argument. To me, the best is, you know, there's always got to be someone that's her rival. And nonetheless, great civic rights leader. Great, obviously, singer. Passed away today. RIP Aretha Franklin. Oh, yeah. Aretha Franklin fucking ruled. Like, she had the voice of all voices. Oh, I know. Trust me. I know. She really did. You know, there there could be an argument could be made for someone else. Like, the guy from Muse is also very good. What? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I was just trying to make Sam laugh. (laughs) Yeah, so we're coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri tonight. We have no two beer. I know I've said it a couple times already. Uh, We have Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knobs. Mr. Perfect's in the house, though. He's going to be adding some predictions later on before we get too far into it because we got Tons of stuff to go to tonight, and we got the Let's Get Comfortable guys coming in after us, so we got to go as quickly as possible. But that day one-ish sponsor is Soul Taco. Tell them who's. Soul Taco with the best Korean-Mexican fusion food in the universe. Mm. Guys, they got that spicy pork burrito. You can get that chicken quesadilla. I mean, you can get the quesadilla spicy pork also. You can get the steak. I mean, if you want to, The great part about Soul Taco, they won't limit on what you could put on what. They do not limit what you put on what. They also have them kimchi fries, which is their new menu item, which they are, uh, they're not pushing it hard. People are getting it hard. I've been looking at them on Twitter. People are, people are enjoying those kimchi tacos, or kimchi fries. So, go get yourself some Soul Taco. They have a place in the U-City Loop. They have two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri. A place in Champaign, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Columbia, Missouri, Chesterfield, Missouri. I never thought about this, but that's four C's. C's. Yeah, Columbia, Champaign, Chicago, Chicago Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Hmm. Chewed trucks. <laughs> I see a theme going there. <laughs> the University City. Yeah, but right. it's, it's all C's. Are, it's all good. Go and get yourself some Soul Taco. Tell them that BFR sent you. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. And we love them. And without further ado, we'll get to our three count. JCB, what's the one count? Kind of starting off on a somber note this week. Again? Yeah. Shit's crazy. Uh, The death of Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Uh, I guess this came out Monday afternoon-ish. 
where apparently, and I know I'm going to get crushed if I get the story wrong, but from what I thought I was told, he fell and had to be rushed to the hospital and later passed later on that uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, just to put a re- retrospect on the anvil himself, I've always been a kind of a tag team guy myself. I like tag team wrestling. And the Heart Foundation was one of those teams that I kind of gravitated to because they had that contrast in styles where you had the Anvil as the strong guy and then you had the Hitman as kind of like the lightning quick guy. Them and uh, the British Bulldogs, I th- thought, had some really good matches back in the early 80s. I always seemed like I gravitated to them and then the Heart Attack with their uh, as their finishing move I thought was a great finishing move. Even when Bret Hart turned heel, you always saw Neidhart kind of in the background or whatever. He was kind of almost like the glue of the quote-unquote Hart Foundation. As you brought in British Bulldog, you brought in um, Owen Hart and Brian Pillman when they ran that faction for a little bit. It was always kind of, to me, Brett was the always the for, forefront guy, but the Anvil was always that guy that kept things together in a cohesive kind of way. So... For me personally, it kind of sucks because this was kind of one of those guys where I was like, damn, man, you know, I miss, I'm going to miss the anvil, even though obviously he kind of moved off into the sunset. You Hasn't saw him on, a, yeah, you yeah. saw him on uh, Total Divas or whatever with uh, Natty, and they had that little running yeah, storyline. He's the father of Natalia. Which uh, who, who was pulled on Monday, yes. which is a, a very good move, and I don't think she needs to come back anytime soon. Uh, Mark Henry was saying oh. on. I guess his podcast show that I was listening to, I guess it was Monday afternoon, his mom died. They didn't let him come back for two months. So I'm not saying that Natalia is going to take two months off, but I wouldn't look for Natalia to come back anytime soon. I would probably think Evolution would be right around the time where she would come back. But for me, in closing, I'm going to miss the anvil. Like I said, as silly as he was with this, you know, the gritty... Uh, with his fucking uh, beard mustache and the laugh itself was kind of like maniacal. All in all, he is one of the greats of the 80s. Obviously one of the greats in the tag team division in general, and he will be missed. Obviously, uh, and I'll I'll, uh, tag team off of that a little bit. (laughs) And I'll say that um, it's funny to think about where the Hart Foundation was and where Bret Hart ended up when you think about what the WWE was in the late 80s and early 90s where it was big personalities and technicians such as Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels really didn't have a place. Like, they needed big personalities. So it's strange to think of where Bret Hart would have ended up if Jim the Anvil Neidhart would have not been his tag team partner Mm because Jim the Anvil Neidhart carried a lot of the personality of that team. Oh, yeah, he had to do the talking. Because Bret Hart basically... I mean, he's not, not a good promo, and it's not even, a good promo. Not a whole lot of personality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he makes Bobby Lashley look like uh, Richard Simmons, but I mean, Jesus Christ, we're shitting on Bobby Lashley already. No, I'm shitting on Bret Hart. Say, <laughs> <laughs> damn, but we even Jim, Jim, Jim the Apple Diehard was a big personality. I, I'll say this: as a guy born in 1979, they were the first grown men that I ever saw wear pink. Right. And I always kind of was, it, it threw was me like, for oh, a little man, bit. They're, they're wearing pink? But yeah, but th- th- that's kind of like when they were growing on me, you know what I'm saying? I, I look past. But they the, were badass. Yeah, the, the pink they and were black attacks were pink. pink. And yes. that's where I think 
I kind of overlooked that, even though, you know, now at 40, whatever, pink is cool. I can wear pink. Back then, wasn't no way I was thinking about wearing pink. But we don't want to dwell too much on the negative. We will say R.I.P. Uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Uh, shout out and thoughts and prayers to his family because by all in, uh, from all intents and pur- by all intents and purposes, there it is. He seemed like a great dude. Yeah, he seemed like a guy that cared about his family. He didn't seem like an asshole. He didn't seem like a guy that partook too much in uh, the uh, more party. Elements of life, like yeah, I'm sure he, he, yeah. you, you and I did on the way here, right? But it's not, it's, <laughs> it wasn't to the extreme. I'm sure they all did it, but it wasn't to the extreme where it was like, no, he seemed like a cool dude. Yeah, is it what wasn't Ric Flair extreme. Yeah. It wasn't Andre the Giant extreme. And without him, who knows how far Bret Hart would have been? He might have been relegated to some, uh, you know, dustbin of wrestling history as a guy who was a good technician who never really had it to get to the top. I'll you piggyback know? on that, and we can move on. If by chance Bret Hart came in solo and they didn't have the Hart Foundation as a tag team first, I don't know if Bret Hart would have been Bret Hart. I agree. They, they needed the tag team to succeed, and then as people left to go to WCW, you move Bret Hart to singles. And, and when you size Jim the Anvil Neidhart up against guys like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and Jimmy Hart, the manager, and Mr. Fuji, like he was a big personality oh, yeah. and fun to watch. Yeah. He was the one I always liked better when I was eight years old and we'd come home from church and we'd watch wrestling at 11 o'clock on Channel 11 in St. Louis. Like, I always liked Jim the Anvil Neidhart better than I liked Bret Hart. Because, I always liked Bret. Yeah, well, of course you did. That was, he was the small guy. I mean, I was about you're, to say you're, a, you're a dullard. Uh, without that, <laughs> Fuck you. let's get too hard to count. Two count is we got to get to uh, the end of the G1 New Japan tournament, which Jesus. came to its conclusion yeah. on Sunday, and the winner being Hiroshi Tanahashi, who took out Kota Ibushi in the final. Uh, didn't see that coming. I thought it was Kota Ibushi's year. Uh, this is Tanahashi's third uh, G1 victory 07, in 07, 15, 15, and 18. Um. I'll say this about watching, and after this, I'll I'll leave it to you to give uh, your overall impression of the tournament because you watched a lot more than I did. Mm. I watched as much as I could. I probably no, watched probably watched forty percent of it. I think I did a pretty good job, but um, they didn't change a whole lot after the Takahashi injury a couple months ago where Takahashi broke his neck. Nope. They they did not change a lot. Nope. I mean, there was a lot of. <laughs> Stiff, crazy <laughs> looking spots. Okay. Even up until the final, like just spots where I exclaim out loud in my living room while I'm watching, like, oh shit, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. And, but that's why I like about New Japan. I don't necessarily want them to slow down because of injury. Was the injury bad? Yeah. Was it a botch? Probably. That's just going to happen. I mean, you don't want it to happen, but it's ultimately in this sport it's a, it's it's, just going it's, to happen. It's a testament to the wrestlers and their dedication to the art that they are uh, contributing to. Um, I like the Takahashi win. Oh, Tanahashi would, win. Or sorry, Tanahashi win. Takahashi's the one that got injured. I can't believe I got those mixed up. <laughs> but uh, I would have preferred Ibushi win. And then because I know this is... Essentially, for those of you not not as familiar with it, uh, we've been talking about it for a few weeks, but this is basically the money in the bank. 
but it's a long tournament to see who gets the money in the bank. That's actually. And there's always a match afterwards where they have to put their their title shot on the line. So Tanahashi doesn't necessarily necessarily have to go to Wrestle Kingdom. He might not make it. Somebody you know, he can lose his shot to wrestler he could, A. He can lose his A's. shot. But I loved the final match between Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. Was, I loved it. It was brutal. Uh, who knew Kota Ibushi has some of the most brutal matches out there? He loves getting hit, apparently. And he loves dishing out the punishment as he well. Really, he really does. Um, as a, a whole, I liked last year's a little better than this year's just for the fact you had more bigger upsets with uh, Juice Robinson obviously being one of the big upsets last year. Um, we just didn't have a lot of those. Yeah, you had upsets, but it wasn't like, you know, oh, shit, it's 6.30 in the morning, the sun's coming up, and Juice Robinson just beat Kenny Omega. What the fuck's just happening in life? You know, when uh, Okada went down last year, it was that, you know, the same card, you know, back-to-back matches, essentially. You you were missing that. Everything else was fine. Plenty of storylines that are going to come out of it. Fuck Yano as usual, so... Uh, you're not even gonna worry about that. My only, no, you know I have to say that. I do like uh, the draw that uh, Okada and Tanahashi had because you just don't see draws, and I think if played the right way, a draw extends the storyline. You don't have to end it in a shitty way because okay, we're coming to the end of the storyline, so somebody has to win. Nobody doesn't have to win. That's why you have a time limit. WWE doesn't use draws that very often, if ever, but New Japan does. That's how I think you can get a better, better, more extended storyline from New Japan, and that's why I kind of lean towards New Japan more. Here's the thing. If you give the wrestling this much time, like you do in a round-robin tournament with 10 guys on one side, 10 guys on the other side, everybody has to fight everybody. It's a ton of wrestling to watch, and you don't have to watch it all, but if you give... The wrestling that much time to breathe, then all of a sudden it might be easier to book. Maybe it's harder to book, but it seems like it's like you can you can have draws and be like, "We're hey, if you're booking it, like we have to get to this point, right?" So if we're getting to this point and we need something to happen here, well, fuck it, let's just have a draw because mm-hmm. these two talents, these two wrestlers, are able. To pull it off, like I would trust pretty much anybody in the G1. There was 20 wrestlers. I would pretty much trust anybody in there to be able to tell a 30 minute story and still have a be and still have a draw and still have it be compelling as the viewer. There wasn't a single match I watched in the G1 tournament besides a few Tama Tonga matches, and that's just because they were telling their own, own story. story. Throughout the tournament, where there was always bullshit, yeah, bullshit coming in from the outside. The only, that's probably the other thing I really didn't like about even G1. when you had Abushi versus your dude Yano. Even when Abushi tied him up to the to the uh, to the other way around, Yano tied up Abushi. No, 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 no. That's how you had the uh, the standing drop kick when he had him tied up. No, Yano got. Tied up outside, and he was all pissed off, and his face his face was all he was doing his facial ex- expressions. He's crazy. Yano's crazy. He's Yano's like completely idiot. comedic. Go, go ahead, finish. 
Wait, am I wrong? I think you're wrong, but it's it's a lot of G1 for me to keep up, so I could easily have messed this up myself. This I, is watch, we, I watch less than you. I was about to say, yeah. this is where you need your boy for the tiebreaker. Oh, no, it was definitely a bushy. It was definitely Yano being tied up okay. to, the, to the the rail guard or whatever. Okay. But even when you have these type of matches, it's it can still be funny. Like Yano and Omega, I said it last week, they, said they had a funny match. Like, there's so much story to be told in this. Throughout the wrestling, where you don't need the sports entertainment garbage no. that's not funny to anybody. No, and I, except and, for a party of one. Yeah. <laughs> and as much as I shit on Yano, I get it. I can't sit up here and say that it has to be all wrestling, all strictly wrestling. There is room for entertainment. For me, I need a little bit of entertainment. For me, three fourths wrestling, one fourth entertainment is perfect a little balance for me but you do need entertainment that's where yano comes in and he actually pulled off a couple of good matches where you know he kind of curved like he did it was, I, look the fact i even said that give that motherfucker credit like that should be just credit alone okay did you were you happy with the winner uh yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I kind of like Jay White, but I mean, I don't think you could put Jay White in this spot this soon. We said it before the tournament started. One of the big four was going to win it. One of the big fours won it. Now, at this point, this is going to have to be a scenario where who does Tanahashi have to defend the right to go to Wrestle Kingdom? Do you to, think it'll be Ibushi again? I think, I think so. Somehow, Ibushi's going to get back to, in this I think the end game is Kenny Omega Obushi either at Wrestle Kingdom or the weekend of uh WrestleMania when they have they go into the G one supercard at uh Madison Square Garden. Would you be happy with an Ibu- or would you happy with a Tanahashi Omega Wrestle Kingdom match? Yeah. I don't and this is me being naive, and I'm sure we'll get crushed on this too. While I'm thinking about it, let's get it done now, right now on Twitter. I'm BFR JCB. That's BFR Bill. BFR Zach. A wall. I'll go with case letters with an H. And BFR Pod on Twitter. BFR Pod on Instagram and on Facebook. We are friends of BFR and Band from Ringside Podcast. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think this would be one of the first times, if not the first time, that these two will met, match up. It kind of makes sense. You want to make. Omega as credible as a champion as possible. Why not have him face the ace? Looked it up division? today because I was curious about it. Abushi um, was born in 82. Jesus Which Christ. makes him 36. Or no, his birthday is right next to mine. It makes him 37 or 35. Well, whatever. Somewhere around there. Tanahashi, born in 76. I could take him. So... Yeah, you probably yeah, yeah, you could probably take him. That's, take that's him. exactly right, JCB. So that's going to close the book on the G1. But hey, there's tons more New Japan stuff uh, at Band from Ringside. Listen, guys, I'm I, I want to say that I'm proud of the way that we covered the G1 tournament. Like, there's a, there's a lot of wrestling podcasts that I listen to that do not cover the G1 at all, and really, it is the best promotion going. Uh, that's crazy I know, to me. I know, I know, I, whatever. That's I, fine. I know everybody, I know it's hard for people to believe and people want to say other promotions out there. There's a few. Oh, the E gets its credit. But I mean, like I said, for me, it's not the same thing. 
it's not the same thing. Uh, New Japan's the best one out there. So we'll continue oh, yeah. to cover New oh, Japan. Oh, so yeah, if you saying. guys like New Japan, if you guys are first-time listeners, because then we got some first-time listeners out there because of the uh, StarCast thing for All In, please tell your friends that we are going to continue to cover New Japan yeah, because we saying. love New Japan well, the destruction here at in BFR. Uh, and that'll do it. We're going to get to our three out. All right, what's our three count? In the immortal words of Booker T, you looking jacked. Dean Ambrose looking, looking jacked. jacked. Looked jacked. After a long disappearance due to injury, the return of one lunatic friends, Dean Ambrose I loved back it. to the scene. Look, there's I so many his, things I loved about it. I like his look. I like the fact that he, he he's gotten you know the shaggy shit off of his face. I love the beard. Yeah, I mean, he, looks he, looks, like, he looks like he looks like a legitimate now. I will fuck you up, crazy badass motherfucker. He looked like me in two thousand five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the years have like changed. where that was like a hip look, <laughs> where it's like all shaggy and you had bangs and shit. It's like, get the fuck out of here! No, he's looking good. Dean Ambrose comes back to make the save. Well, help make the save with Seth Rollins against Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. So now we do have a set match. Dolph versus Seth, Dean in one corner, Drew McIntyre in the other. I guess we could save the what you think is going to happen on Sunday for the prediction round, but just your knee-jerk reaction on Dean Ambrose's return back to Raw. My knee-jerk reaction on his return to Raw was that Raw did it perfectly. They laid it out. They made it completely predictable, which is not always bad because I continued to watch just because I knew that Dean Ambrose was coming back. Did you I, see the spoiler on, earlier that day or no? No, I did not see any spoiler. I just, no, because I was uh, out of town with the wife. Shocker. Uh, it, was, it was her birthday. Shocker. We were at the wineries. Shocker. So I came back. We had lunch. We saw Black Klansman, which was overrated. And then <laughs> we. Say it with your chest, man. And overrated. <laughs> there you go. Fuck Spike Lee movies, man. Whoa, they're whoa, always whoa, boring. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shit. Come on, man. Hey, hey, hey. Good ones in 25th hour. I'm sitting right here as a designated member of the black delegate. You and, cannot talk about Spike Lee in that And manner. I respect you enough to be able to insult Spike Lee movies. <laughs> Finish Fuck, your thought. <laughs> I haven't made a fucking good movie since 25th hour. Before that, it was Malcolm X. Okay. Okay. All right, so get it back on I did not. I did not see any spoilers. I was just sitting there hungover and kind of reading a book. And I was, and they were like, "Oh, well, who's going to be in this corner?" I was like, "Ah, oh, Dean's coming back tonight." And that kept me tuned in until the end of the night. So when Seth came out and he started talking shit, I was like, "Ah, oh, Dean's coming out." And then when Dean came out looking yoked, wow, Jesus. I mean, if you see a side by side from him, yeah, he a year ago to him now he looks. Whatever yoked. he's doing right now, he just needs to stick to it. And if you see that salsa, eat that Matt now, Carpenter salsa. I've been, I've been asking for a Dean Ambrose heel turn for a while. I always thought that he was the best talker out Easily. of the three. Easily, and I always thought that he was the most uh, prime for a heel turn. And which, he hasn't had his heel run yet. Not as a singles in WWE ever, which is kind of strange. He's been there for a long time. It was a banner night for the Ambrose Renee Young household, though. They I thought are Renee married. Young did really good. I thought Renee Young did great also. No issues with her. I love her as a backstage presence, but I thought she was better than Coach. 
coaches is calamari. Either you like him or you don't. I personally don't mind him. So for me, and oddly enough, oddly enough, oddly enough, I'm okay with both. I like I'll eat calamari, but I don't love it. <laughs> no, like, Ren- coach can be there, but I don't love him. But I Renee thought Young, Renee Young I was really good. Is in in a, in a crunch, you can use Renee Young as a part of this three man booth and what make it all work. So how out. long until Dean Ambers is a heel? I think this might be the time to go to predictions. Okay, so uh, <laughs> without further ado, we'll get to uh, that's going to be our three counts. Uh, before we get too far ahead, hey guys, you know where I went Saturday before I went to the wineries with my wife? This dude here, you boy. know who I didn't, call, you know who I didn't call before I went to JJ Twigs this on Saturday guy right with here. the wife. I went to JJ Twigs on Southampton. They are sponsor of the show, guys. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. You know what I got the other day? Yeah, gee, well, rub it in. Why don't you? So my wife's getting ready to go gluten free because she found yeah. out she is celiac. Yeah, that sucks. You know all that shit. So she wanted to get some toasted ravioli for the last time in her li- the last time in her life. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I got the Chow Bella. I love the Chow Bella, despite it being vegetarian. And I'm a meteor. The Chow Bella is really garlicky, olive oil and garlic, spinach, tomato, artichoke, onion. If you don't like that stuff, if you're too manly for that stuff, if you guys have a man cave, <laughs> damn you don't right, like baby. it. So if you don't like damn the right. vegetarian pizza, bring on the swine. Then bring go ahead the and get yourself the Super Mario with just homemade chopped meatballs with fresh basil laid on some mozzarella, guys. It's mm. so good. That go ahead and amazing. get yourself. So I went there the other day. I watched part of the Cardinal game. We were on our way down to Augusta. I had one drink. I wasn't too drunk to drive. Just one drink. You were being responsible. I'm proud of you. Just, yeah, I know. I mean, they poured a little stuff. Sunshine's on the dog's ass every now and then. So I had to sit there, you know, outside in the parking lot and chug water before I could drive (laughs) because I'm that responsible. But go ahead and get yourself some JJ Twigs on Southampton, guys. That's the best pizza in town. It's the best pizza in St. Louis. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. And uh, boo the heels. Boo the heels, baby. This is banned from ringside. Now it's about time because we got a bunch of predictions to get to, and we're going to need Sam, the Mauler Mall, to get on the mic because you know what? Because you know he enjoys it so. Well, you know, we have some non wrestling fan listeners, and they love Sam's every man <laughs> commentary. He is the placebo. And I know they're rooting for Sam. Of course you. You should I, be rooting for Sam. I also know that Sam's still tied for the lead. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, this is some big stuff. Yeah, I was getting ready so, to say, come on up here, Mr. Perfect. Take the honor for the first one. <laughs> all right. So, Sam. Are we doing mo- NXT first? We doing- We're going to do NXT first. Okay. We got about we got about 20 minutes. Plenty of time. So, Sam the Waller Mall, you got Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane for the NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler. Uh... Jason Bell. I like the way he said it with his chest. Um, I watched the the Kyrie Sane match on uh, Wednesday. I like the way she's got a night a, a nice little uh, submission move, but I don't think this is the time or the place. Give me Shayna Baszler. We're gonna make it across the board. Shayna Baszler across the board. Kyrie Sane's great. I just don't think it's time yet. I mean, let Shayna Baszler run it run for the a division for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, we have. The Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Championships. The Undisputed Era versus... Man, I'm so embarrassed to even say the name of this team. It's such a stupid name. 
I love Mustache Mountain. I think it's a Mustache good, Mountain. I think it's a good name. It's fine. Mustache Mountain. I I can't even look at Sam. I can't even look at Sam when <laughs> I can't even look at Sam when I say it. <laughs> His face is pretty classic. Though. This is like the Nickelodeon cage match. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, oh shit make it to um, I just once again it doesn't make sense at some point is is Bobby Fish gonna come off the side of the milk carton and be uh, back to wrestling again I mean this is where I think if you have this, this, a swerve this is the swerve for the enough night. conversation about this match I'm going to be there I'm sure it'll be a fine match Oh, you know it's gonna be. It'll be fine. I just, I, I think a it's team. Be fine. I, I think a fine. team named M- Mustache Mountain Dude. is awful. It's awful. Look past the name. The guys are what makes the team. I refuse. Jesus. Uh, we have Adam Cole. <clears throat> Adam Cole, baby. Versus Ricochet. <laughs> I could see Sam looking at the. He's like, did that? Uh, did that clip? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know me too well. <laughs> so, uh, Adam Cole versus Ricochet, JCB. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna stick with Adam oh. Cole on this one. I just, I think this is one of those where you can extend the feud if you want, really wanted to, without having Ricochet win. Um, distraction finish, even though I hate it, I can kind of see that happening. Giving Adam Cole the win. Adam Cole or Ricochet. I'm going to go with Ricochet because everything you just said sounds like overthinking it. Uh, oh, God. Wow. I think, I think Sam might actually just called me into it. <laughs> I've just been called to the carpet. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sam, Sam all just talked me into it. I'm going Ricochet. Ain't you are overthinking it. Fuck you. I'm not overthinking it. You're the only one going Adam Cole. Uh, That's fine. That's how I make up points. Venereal disease versus... Oh, no. That's Velveteen Dream. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was I just say, get I just, this shit right. I just wrote down VD. Um, Velveteen Dream versus EC3. <laughs> Sam the Muller Ball. Who you got? Uh, Velvet- I'll go with VD. Yes. I know you would. This is another tough one. I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go first. I'm going Velveteen Dream. I think I, I think that... No, you know what? I'll tell you after you say Ah, oh, man. God, I want to go with Velveteen so bad. I'm going to take EC3. I just think Velveteen is the guy that is over, but they're not going to put him over over EC3. It's just what my gut is telling me is he, I think EC3 is going to win. All right, so now I'll say it to you now that you made your pick. I think that Velveteen Dream has lost so many matches in a row that there's no better purpose for EC3 to be there rather than to put Velveteen Dream over. And, and that makes total sense. Because he's lost it. like four or five in a row. Cassius Ono was his last big win. And for the championship, Mm-mm. one more game. Last man standing match. Mm. We have Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Sam the Waller. Um, I'm going with Johnny Gargano. He's going Gargano. And, uh, and let me preface it by saying this is one of those times where if you have to have this match. If both guys don't get up for the t- uh, the standing ten count, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Even though you did it with AJ and Nakamura, I just hate last man standing matches because it seems like it's it seems like it, it's like a held in the cell match. You it's don't like have something any real there that, angles. It's something there to end the feud. Yeah, you, there's no real booking option. So if it's ending the feud, who's going to be the? Now, you know, this is not going to be the end. 
Ciampa wins because he just got the title. But this is not going to be the end. I agree. I think Ciampa's going to win. Um, That's why I was like, you, you, I know you that, just I don't know, want to do know, this right I now. I know that you were against them putting this match on after Aleister Black. But I do kind of like the angle that they're having with Aleister Black on NXT. Like the who Ooh, ran yeah. over Stone Cold. Please don't let it be fucking Rikishi. Or <laughs> Hornswoggle being the fucking anonymous GM bullshit. Anybody, anything but that. All right, now we're getting to the big. Now we're getting to the SummerSlam. Five hours of fun. Oh, this card bores you? It's. it's go ahead. It's not. It, no, I'm not nuts. I'm not nuts. Come on. Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Sam, that's the only one you're not going to know. You'll know everybody else. Go ahead. Uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm taking Gulak on this one. It just feels right time, right place. I'm taking Gulak too. I'm not really sure why, but I haven't watched 205 Live in a long time. Okay, so we'll go to the next least important match. <laughs> Damn! Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Who you got, yeah. JCB? And you know what? I haven't gone first in a while. Go ahead. They're not going to waste the demon on this, right? Is he? Is he going to come out as the demon? I don't think so. Okay, well then. Make the pick. I'm going Finn Balor. I hate the demon. I hope they don't do the demon. How do you hate the demon? The demon is... Because it's dumb. It's Boogeyman and Jace. Oh, stop it. Yeah, dude, Now you're just being out of... You're just showing your ass just to show your ass. No, it looks like the Boogeyman. What would... What's different between the Boogeyman and the demon except for the worms in the mouth? I think that's... A, that should be enough, shouldn't it? But is there anything different? Oh, man, look. The Boogeyman was already not necessarily a... a a charismatic figure when Finn Balor comes out to the ring normally and that's my pick by the way what he's, is Finn Balor okay he's already got the charisma putting the demon on top of it gives it a little more sweetness you know who's got charisma me you <laughs> you hate Sam, who you got Finn Balor or Bar- Finn Balor <laughs> Finn Balor or Baron Corbin uh I'm trying to remember which one of these guys you guys don't like I'm gonna go with Finn uh, Balor. I like them both. I was about to say, Steve Patterson loves one of these bad boys. God, he he, he always texts <laughs> he me. He's like, why you guys keep telling me? He will not let this go. Because <laughs> he looks like from Grand City. Uh, Rusev and Lana versus Almas and Zelina Vega. I'm going to take Almas and Zelina Vega. I'll go first. Don't mind. Oh, yeah. Pick the, the one that's not very hard. Oh, is that easy? Yeah, this one's easy. I agree. It's almost no first. Yeah, I had no idea. Where do you? Th- how do you think we're going to turn on Aiden English? Because he's going to come down, fuck this shit up. Yeah. But what's what's the end game of that? A- Aiden English fucks it up, and then Lana hooks up with English. No, I think they turn on Aiden English. Aiden English gets ousted from Rusev Day and goes with. It goes his own way. I mean, oh, goes his own. How long is that going to last? Two weeks. Rusev three weeks. versus. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be <laughs> I'm not saying it's a smart be future thing to do. No, Aiden English is a talented guy. I'm not disagreeing. Uh, who you got, Sam? Uh, Rusev and Lana versus Almas and Zelina Vega. I'm gonna just go with whatever one you said. Is that the Almas one? Yeah, Almas. Hey, Al- Almas Dumbledore. Pretty smart guy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, keep following his ass. <laughs> Did you say Dumbledore? I wish Twitter Almost would Dumbledore. just read one more book, you Twitter. <laughs> just read one more book. You ever read another book? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. 
Oh, that one's good. I've read that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so shut up. Let that man live. Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. Who you got, Sam? Nakamura. Who you got, JCB? I got Nakamura, but look for Randy Orton to obviously uh, make his presence known. Duh. I'm going Nakamura also. Uh, we have... Okay, so this is the only triple threat match of the entire night. We have Carmella versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Give me least to most who you think is going to win. Uh, Least to most? Yes. Becky Be- Lynch, Charlotte Flair, or Carmella? Uh, Becky... Carmella Charlotte. Why do you say that? Well, I don't think anybody named Becky would be very good at wrestling. He has said that before, and, I, and no, I'm I standing by it. I wanted to see she, what he said. She loses a lot. I, I just wanted to see what it says. I, I, I wanted to know if this was going to be learning from osmosis because he hears these names, no. and there's certain names that he connects with certain things. What um, happens is that I think I just sort of generally get. I start to get feelings like Charlotte. I think they like that. Makes, <laughs> that gives me a positive. I feel yellow type shit. Yeah, uh, glad. I mean, that's fair. Um, I mean, I'll go next. Um, least to most, I'm gonna go Charlotte, ah, Becky, fuck. and uh, Carmella to retain. It just they're playing Becky and Charlotte against each other. That usually means that the heel comes out on top. Wait, what was yours? I'm sorry. Charlotte, Becky, Carmella, least of most. Oh, so you think Carmella's going to win? I think Carmella's going to win. <laughs> uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't pick, motherfucker. Oh, sorry. I wrote it down. Mella is least. Becky Lynch is second least. Charlotte Flair is the most. Charlotte Charlotte, Flair, does Charlotte turn heel? Yeah. Charlotte turns heel, and then and we're going to. That's gonna, how she wins. Yeah, and then we're going to move to Charlotte versus Becky Lynch at. Uh, Evolution and can I ask uh, one quick question? Sure. Where's Asuka? Versus Ronda Rousey, hopefully. Wait, is she on SmackDown or Raw? I mean, where the fuck is she at? That's my point. Three weeks ago when I said she was buried, you laughed at me, and now she's not even on the fucking SummerSlam card. She's like the uh, head of Scientology's wife right now. <laughs> what her Shelly Miscavige. Like nobody's seen her. Okay. Where's Shelly Miscavige? Uh, we gotta get going, guys. Uh, D- Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, my dude. I'm taking Dolph Ziggler, my dude. I am also taking Dolph Ziggler. Not sure why, but I'm gonna go with it. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens to retain our for the Money in the Bank briefcase. JCB. Whoever wins this match cashes in that same night. No, we got plenty of time for that. Just tell me who you think's going to win. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm prefacing this to the later prediction. Sam, I am. Braun or KO? KO. Fuck, I hope that's right. I hope that's right. (laughs) You and so many others. Bludgeon Brothers versus The New Day. Sam. New Day. Bludgeon Brothers. New Day. New Day's winning this. Bludgeon Brothers, they're a failed experiment. They never should have broken up the Hardy. They never should have broken up the so Wyatt being the, 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 New Day doesn't need this. They, don't, they, need, they need singles titles. All they right. need to make a singles run. Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, I'm going to go with 
Ronda Rousey because the way that you guys talk, it sounds like she's struggling a little more than she needs to be. She needs a win. Mm-hmm. I'm going Ronda Rousey. Jesus Christ. Do your thing, thing, girlfriend. You shay shay little. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do I want to do this here? No, we're going to play That's conservative. Method, we're going to play conservative here. We'll play, we'll do Ronda Rousey. Saying conservative, it's fun. Uh, okay, so now the three. I'm going to save. In my, your opinion, I'm going to save my most anticipated match for last. Okay. So uh, we have Brock Lesnar versus <laughs> Roman Reigns. I'll go now, first. No, this I'll go is first. A, they've fought lots of times now. Like we're this has to be the last one, right? Not necessarily. Guess it doesn't have to be, but who do you have? Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns? This is where I'm going to show my ass on this one. I know all roads lead to Roman. All roads lead to Roman. Except now. Give me Brock Lesnar. This is where you have Braun Strowman cash in. That's where you get the... the okay, so just to... Pl- just to- so if, do I have to say... I'll say Braun is going to win the title, so that means Braun Strowman is my pick. No, we, we're not. We're not set up to to include points like that. So if Braun, me, if, Braun, Braun if Braun Strowman wins the Money in the Bank and then comes at the beginning of this match and says "fuck it," it's a fatal three or a triple threat right. match. Yeah, then all bets are off. Then it doesn't matter. I'm saying at the end I'm, of the match. I'm saying if you if let's pretend that nobody cashes in, who do you think is going to win? Then that changes my pick. Then I would pick Roman Reigns. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying though? Yeah, but if you're playing, if you're playing like it, if, it's not going Braun, to happen. If Braun Strowman walks out, it's basically like there is no money in the bank. Who do I pick? Yes. It's, Give me Roman Reigns in. And if one of them wins, but somebody cashes in after the that person wins, you'll still get the points. If Braun cashes in on Roman Reigns and you pick Roman Reigns, you still get the point. If Braun Strowman starts the match by saying, "Okay, this I see is a triple saying. threat," I see what you're saying. Then all bets are off. Then, okay. then we just take it then off give the me, board. Then give me Roman Reigns with okay. the Braun Strowman cash right. in. There you go. I am taking Roman Reigns. Also, Sam, Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar because I think that's the opposite of, well, I don't know. I'm not going to take the time to explain it, but I'm playing. The best you've ever done on these predictions is when you went exactly opposite of all of us. (laughs) Yeah. And we were completely wrong. That says more about you guys than me. (laughs) Fuck this dude. It says more about the placebo in general. He's listening. (laughs) AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Sam. Mm, Samoa Joe. Yeah, right. I'll go next. Go ahead. I, I don't want you to go first. I'll go next. I already knew who I was going to pick anyway, so it doesn't matter. I mean, I'll go. I think I, I think I'm going to go. J- no, I'm going AJ. I'm going Joe. It's time. It is a perfect setup for. There's no more options for AJ to, to wrestle anymore. He's basically ran the division. Okay. And then it's time for Joe to take over and be the heel champion. I that's something I want to happen, but everything I want to happen never comes true at SummerSlam. SummerSlam is not a place for surprises since 2011 when Alberto Del Rio came out and took out 
Daniel Bryan. Alberto Del Rio. And if you fucking dorks come at me and I said the wrong year, I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he uh, really doesn't. And then for the most anticipated match of the night in my book, we have The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Smackdown's the SmackDown three-part package Amazing. was awesome. Amazing. It was great. I, I didn't think I could want this match any more than I already wanted it. And really, I, I don't care who anybody takes because I know who I'm taking. I know I'm taking. Sam, are you taking The Miz or Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan. Round one goes to The Miz. I'm taking The Miz also. Uh, but we've been wrong before. And, and probably be wrong again. Probably be wrong again. And that's going to do it for our 2018 SummerSlam and NXT predictions. See, look at that. We banged it out. This is banned from ringside. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we take we appreciate you taking the time out to listen to ours. We got some birthdays, a bunch of birthdays, so I'm gonna try to get through them as fast as possible because the LGC guys are out there giving me the suck it chop. I, I don't think for we got no I, reason. I don't think we have them on on tape, not tape, but good. Uh, Fuck them. No, I, I like Jim doing the suck it. Go ahead. Lillian Garcia is 52. Velveteen Dream is 23 God this damn, week. man. That's crazy. Byron Saxon is 37. Nathan Jones. I remember Nathan Jones. Oh, that's wasted space. <laughs> I know. Part of the, the, the Undertaker uh, Street. Jesus Trent, Christ. Trent Seven is 37. Stevie Ray. Uh, Black Don't Crack. I'm going to go 47. No. 47? Yeah, he's, he's got to be around my age. He's 60. He's 60? 60. Jesus Christ, black really don't black crack. Black don't crack. Paul Ellering is 65. Jay Uso is 33. Jimmy Uso, you want to bet? I'm going to go with 33? Yeah, he's 33 also. They're twins. Neville is 32. <laughs> Apollo Cruz is 31. Rocky Johnson is 74. Graham Metalik is 30. And... Vince McMahon, the granddaddy of them all, this week is 73 years old. When does he die? When does he die? That's yeah. a fucking... He, he's a billionaire. He ain't gonna die till he's 107 years old. All no, right, you heard no, it here first, 74. <laughs> hey, everybody, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so Sing we appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours. For Shock City Studios. Check. For Sam the Mauler Mall. That's the perfect house. Check. For JJ Twigs. Check. For Soul Tago. Check. For Two Beers, Zach Pullman, we miss you. For JCB. I am Bill Vagan. Everybody, hashtag, boo the hell!